why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? And welcome to Enter VR, the podcast where we talk about everything virtual reality. I'm your host, Chris Miranda, and today is no exception. We shall talk about virtual reality. Um, and I will do that with a, a couple of very cool guests I have on the show. Their names are Tung, Tung, Tung Che, Tung Kai. Oh my god, I already ruined it. Um, <laughs> I already killed it. I'm so sorry. And Holger Hager. Uh, no so Tung, Tung, Tung Tai, you are the founder of... Cyberith, the Cyberith, uh, and the creator of the Cyberith Virtualizer. Can you please tell me about yourself? Please correct me about, you know, that I now mispronounced your name, and, and tell me about your product really quickly. No problem. Hi, Chris. Hi. Uh, my name is Tungjai, Tungjai Chakma, and I study technical physics in Vienna, and I had a, a technical engineering, uh, um, what was it called in English, Ausbildung, Ausbildung. Uh, now I've ruined it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did the higher technical school for mechanical engineering and then started technical physics. And uh, while the, uh, studying technical physics, I had this idea of the virtualizer because I'm a, a big gamer. I've started, with, uh, I don't know, 10 years to, to game. Played everything like Quake 3, Quake 1, Quake 2, Doom 1, Doom 2, everything. And I've always wanted to be inside the games. And that was uh, still a problem, because how can it move around in the game? You're yeah. sitting in front of a keyboard and a mouse, pushing some buttons, and you don't really feel like you are inside. And that's what I wanted to change. I started to hack a remote of my brother and tried to control my, my mouse with this. And this uh, leaded to the invention of the virtual Nice. I, I love the way you think. I, and So how did you go from uh, uh, technical physics, physics? I mean, were you, were you set on the path where I'm going to become a physicist, I'm going to become a scientist? Or did you knew right away, you know, going into university that, yeah, I'm going to be doing gaming? Like, when did you realize, hey, this virtual reality thing is, is something I could do? It's, it's a good question. Uh, I didn't uh, think about being in the gaming industry. I just wanted to be, uh, ju just wanted to collect some know-how. And, and physics is uh, what I really like because in technical physics you have, you learn about everything. Uh, and then I started with the idea of uh, of hacking the remote, and that was, I think, the the point. Uh, I've uh, um, did it that I can control. Uh, uh, ego shooter game, the aiming with the remote, and I thought about a solution uh, for the walking movements. And then I had this idea about the uh, low friction principle, where the friction coefficient is uh, on a, um, a level which is not too low and not too high between the, the normal socks. And I tried it with uh, some. Uh, experiments and it worked very well so I thought okay I will uh, try to build a whole assembled setup for uh, realize um, these movements in the virtualizer I called it virtualizer because everything is going to be virtual <laughs> I, <love laughs> I didn't know that, that uh, goggles like Oculus Rift exist I thought 
there must be something like wow. goggles you have on your you have it on your head what and then i um found out that the oculus rift uh, exists with integrated uh, tracking system mm -hmm. and that was awesome i had a, co uh, a contact to my professor in in vienna and he had uh, one pair uh, one of these oculus rifts uh, in his laboratory and then i tried it together with my uh, with my prototype the first prototype And it was awesome. It was really so great. And then I thought, okay, I only want to do this now. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Okay, so you have me at low friction. I want to talk about low friction in a little bit. But before I want to talk to Holger, tell me about yourself. How did you find yourself uh, working with virtual reality? So, um, yeah, uh, I, my education was the same. I was uh, uh, in Vienna University of Technology. I studied physics, like Tunja did, and that's how we learned to know each other. Mm -hmm. And um, one day, uh, Tunja came to me with his idea, and he told me everything. And I thought, hmm, that's quite interesting. Let's look how, it, uh, how well it will work. And then he started to build a, a prototype, which we call the Theorost prototype. So it was just a device which shall which demonstrates that this principle works and i really liked it and i've seen that it is a, a great principle and this can change virtual reality and can change can make a uh, virtual reality more immersive for the people all around the world and uh, then we uh, then i uh, decided to help him and to work together with tunjai on developing uh, the virtualizer Very cool. And so, can you guys talk a little bit about this low friction principle that you're using to... So, so what I imagine is, you use the virtualizer and you're walking on it, but it's not a treadmill, is it? It's it's more like a sliding path, and that's why you use this friction principle, if, if I, may, I may... I mean, can you correct me if I'm wrong? How, how does this work? Okay, um... The first uh, ideas uh, wasn't uh, with a friction uh, platform. Mm -hmm. I had ideas with uh, a lot of uh, small uh, balls, like uh, tracking balls. But the problem is, uh, I wanted to build the device um, uh, with, with the money I have. I'm a student. I don't have so much money. So I, I've um, looked in the internet how much it would, be, it would cost to make it with a lot of balls. And this would be uh, very uh, expensive. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about this uh, low friction uh, principle, and that keeps the costs down for the for the device, and works very good. Better, I think, better than the uh, uh, ball system, because uh, you can uh, suddenly stop your motion. You don't have the in a, the how does it called in English? If you you can you can stop immediately. Okay. And oh. and the friction uh, the principle. Is that your body is a uh, hold down at your at your uh, with a belt system? Mm -hmm. The belt system is now the zero point of the moving uh, of the of the movement of the coordinate system of the movement. Mm -hmm. Normally, if you move, the coordinate system, the zero point, is in your feet. Now, the zero point of the coordinate system is at the belt, but the movement is absolutely the same. Your feet are sliding over the platform mm -hmm. uh, like in a real motion. And uh, because the, low, the the friction coefficient is not too low, mm -hmm. it, is, uh, not, it is possible that you turn around and start to run, start to jog, start to go. You can go in a crouched position and walk 
because the the belt system is uh, move uh, movable vertical mm -hmm. up and down movable and this uh, enhances all the freedom uh, of movement yeah and that, this is the principle that's what I thought it was really cool when I was looking at your uh, at your website you have this demo where you're playing Arma 3 um, and I see you crouching and I see you standing and crouching standing and crouching and the virtualizer moves with you and the character also moves along with you and I find that extremely impressive really impressive and then there was another uh, segment where you were sitting on the virtualizer like you were sitting in the cockpit and you were playing <laughs> with the helicopter and I thought wow that is extremely clever that is really clever because you know play games like Battlefield 3 for example I love playing Battlefield and I see myself running, running, you know, running with the M4, you know, doing the infantry sort of stuff, and then, you know, I, I love piloting tanks, and I love, and, and so I can see definitely the, the 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 benefits of using the virtualizer, where you know I'll run for you know 20 seconds, I'm, I will get winded, and then I'm gonna get in the tank, and I'll be sitting on the virtualizer. Absolutely. How how comfortable is that, by the way? How how long can you stay sitting in that harness sort of position? Uh, it's it's really quite comfortable. So if you sit in the harness, mm -hmm. uh, you don't really uh, feel like it's uh, something uh, uh, holding you. It's it's like uh, sitting normal and in a climbing. It, it is a climbing harness mm -hmm. for now, and it's it's not un uncomfortable. So it's it's not a problem. You can sit all the all the way when you drive a tank, when you drive a car. Uh, it's no problem. Cool. And that was the idea behind this uh, battlefield. For for instance, I, I love to play too. Mm. Uh, I played a lot of Bad Company too. Ah, nice. Um, <laughs> and that was the idea. So I I wanted to uh, enhance the immersion. Uh, if you uh, go, get into a tank, get into a car, you wanted to enhance the immersion so that you are able to sit down. And we did this with a uh, uh, with a construction, with a construction for the uh, virtualizer. And for us, important is the crouching too. So mm -hmm. if you want to crouch, and the sensors, our sensors detect the crouching analog. That means if you uh, crouch uh, like uh, one centimeter down, our sensors know this, or two centimeters. This mm -hmm. is absolutely uh, stepless, so you can um, uh, stay on your tiptoe. In the in the virtual environment and look over a wall, or you crouch down until the floor and and look inside a shaft or something, and yeah, that was the idea. Very cool. And I have to ask, and and pardon my ignorance, because I want to know whether when you're taking a step forward with your right leg, is the does the virtualizer know that I'm taking a step forward with my right leg, or is it just know that I'm taking a step? Period. How, is it is it mapping uh, left and right leg movement, or is it just sort of mapping uh, foot movement? Period. Well, the virtualizer knows when you are moving your feet. So when you walk on the on the platform, mm -hmm. the virtualizer knows uh, where you are you walking, which angle you are walking, uh, and uh, with, with with speed, the speed of your walking. Oh wow! But this is stepless too. Yeah. So we can um, we are working on this. This is this is in development. So in future, um, we can uh, uh, get the information of the user, the speed of the user inside the game, inside the the virtual reality environment. What? So this is absolutely stepless. And what is very important is that uh, movement begin uh, is detected when movement starts. 
So there is no la no long latency when starting walking. Now you have my. I mean, when you said when you said recording the movements of the players, you have my complete and full attention, because I think I think that's that is extremely compelling to be able to, especially for fitness sort of apps in virtual reality or. Yeah, like not even games. Like I can, you know, you can start tracking people and and, and motivating them. Like, look how many steps you've taken. Um, uh, there's no, it's not a, it, there's nothing to hide here. We know America has an obesity problem, and you know, I don't know if people are gonna be compelled to 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 try this thing. But if they're running away from a T-Rex in a Jurassic Park virtual reality simulation, I can I I can guarantee you, I know some people that would you know, more than gladly be willing to put down and do that cardio. And you guys are enabling because enabling this 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 possibility because you're you're going that step further, which is tracking um people's actual steps and, and, and that's that's really good. What are you using? What are, are you using special sensors? What sort of technology is in? Are you able to talk about that, by the way? <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Chris. We can't tell you uh, about the details of our sensors because uh, we want to off, um, uh, start a Kickstarter campaign. Of course. Um, and so we are keeping the secret now. I, I completely understand. Out. Yeah, don't wor no worries. I will not. <laughs> don't worry. No, no need to share this. Share what, the secret what, what, sauce. We, what we can also tell you is sure. we are thinking about uh, um, a software solution in our driver software which can detect um, very can save profiles. So, for instance, you buy the virtualizer and you are Chris, so you save a profile with your name. You are Chris, and you save maybe you can put in your uh, body height too. Uh. So the the software is very easy to use, and uh, the software can be uh, configured for your body uh, as you wish. So, for instance. You want uh, controller simulation or keyboard simulation, mm -hmm. but also you can the, the software detects in your profile uh, how many kilometers you have already walked inside the device. Very cool. Uh, have you, have you, hey Chris, yeah. have you already seen our video, uh, our latest video? Because you talked about a uh, 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 Jurassic Park simulator running away from a dinosaur. Oh uh, really? Yesterday we yesterday we uploaded uploaded a video. I can send you a link. Now. Yeah. Do you get it? Yes. Um, and uh, this video shows uh, Carrie how she runs away from different uh, from from different uh, frightening people in horror games. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God! I'm so sorry. Something is happening. There is a helicopter hovering above me. Let me fix that. I don't know why. Sorry. There we go. Fixed. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> There's a hell of I was... Uh, very cool. Okay, so I am going to check that out soon. Uh, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Now we are going to put America in shape thanks to Jurassic Park and the virtual virtualizer... The Cyberith virtualizer. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the noise because... How much noise does it make? I mean, if if this is going to be in someone's living room or if or in someone's room, like, you know, noise level is 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 definitely a factor. Um, have you guys thought about that or you know? Of course. 
course, we thought about that. Sure. And this is uh, why we really took care that the virtualizer, uh, uh, that the virtualizer, that the operation of the virtualizer is very quiet. You can look at our videos, and you will see that there are no, uh, there, that there is no uh, much, not much noise while anybody is walking in the virtualizer. Hmm. This is. Because uh, we, we, you can use the virtualizer with plain socks. And so uh, just the plain socks and our special material does not make any noise with every step. And so the virtualizer is very... Silent, quiet, loud. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> that is really awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate that. For us, it is important because we think uh, most of the gamers are playing at night in, in a flat. Yep. And we don't want that our the people who are buying the virtualizer have then uh, problems with their neighbors. You... Most of the people are going to play at the night, and so this is very important for us. Like Holger already uh, told you, with the socks and the, our our material of the base plane, mm -hmm. there is no noise, mm -hmm. and we are also working on the third prototype. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be much more silent, <laughs> so there will be no no sound. I I love this. I I love this even more. The more I hear about it, you know, college dorm rooms are gonna be uh, all of a sudden will have virtualizers in their yeah at, at their space, and you, yeah, I'll, I'll have I'll be playing. Uh, if I were a college student, God, I sound old. Uh, if I were a college student, I'd be like. Uh, playing with the virtualizer and no problem. Yeah, my roommates would not be you know awakened. I can be playing till four in the morning. So that's that's very good that you're thinking about that. <laughs> Let's talk about the price because I'm very curious about yeah. the, the price of this uh, amazing device. Yeah, um, we we want that the price is in an affordable level. That's we we we, uh, mm -hmm. we have uh, used the, the low friction principle. And uh, I can't tell you a number now, because we are still in uh, development. For sure. But what we can tell the people is that if they can afford a gaming PC, so they, they can afford a virtualizer too, it, it won't be so high. Some people uh, have guessed so uh, high numbers on conventions, but that's not true. It is in an affordable level. But we can't, we can't tell a number, unfortunately. Are there moving parts in the device? Will the, will the device have moving parts that will, for example, make it uh, a little bit more expensive? As in... As um, in... Moving parts doesn't uh, automatically mean that something is expensive. Sure. Um, well, in our device, the ring construction, which is around the body of the user, mm -hmm. can be moved up and down. Uh, and this is important to enhance the freedom of movements. We want that the user can uh, crouch, really crouch down onto the floor, they can sit, they can jump, and all this is tracked by the sensors. And that's important that the, the ring construction can be moved up and down. And this doesn't automatically mean, automatically means that the device is going to be too expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, what uh, it is a fact that the virtualizer has nothing, no active parts like motors or servos or things like that, uh, and, and no hydraulic, and no hydraulic system, or I don't know. A lot of people guessed a lot of uh, crazy things, mm -hmm. uh, but it is uh, it is a passive device, and so uh, it is not too expensive to produce. Wow! And so, okay, so you, I'm sold. I, I want one. Um, so, so. Since I can't find out the price right now, when do you guys anticipate 
or, or are thinking sort of, you know, around the Kickstarter will come out? Do you guys have a sort of a, a date or a tentative date, or is that to be announced as well? Um, we are uh, planning and organizing uh, everything now. Mm. Uh, we want a very great. Uh, com- we want to start a great campaign with a lot of ideas. We have some ideas we didn't mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to put these ideas too inside our campaign. Mm. And uh, we we are going to start as as soon as we think it is reasonable. Mm-hmm. and are going to uh, publish the date as soon as possible. I like that. So tell me... Of, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But of course it will be soon, so there will not be years to then. It's just a matter of months. I like that. Uh, that's really cool. And so you you caught my attention when you said you have a lot of ideas. Um, can you uh, talk a little bit more about what those ideas might be? I can't talk about every idea, but I can tell you about one idea. I like that. And, that works. <laughs> and one idea is that we put uh, optional uh, vibration unit under the floor, and then you have the full immersion. Uh, just imagine battlefield, a grenade explodes, and you feel it under your, under your feet. Ooh. The tank is rolling by, and you feel it under your feet. This is awesome. That is. We are making some experiments now with the vibration unit, and this is going to be a gimmick, additional gimmick to the virtualizer. How that is, that is, that's awesome because that's the first step to, um, you know, you go from that rumble, that sort of vibration feature to. I mean, I'm looking at this in the future, and I'm thinking you guys will have developed eventually a haptic sort of or a more immersive feature that will you know that'll be an evolution from this that's and i'm i'm glad you guys are thinking about this huh absolutely for us for us is the, the most important thing for us in vr mm-hmm. is to trick the brain you have to get the right signals into the brain so that the brain decouples from reality and thinks that the virtual reality environment is real and we want to put these signals as natural, as true, and as much as possible into the brain. Yeah. So you have, uh, you have, for instance, the Oculus Rift. You can look around. You see something. You have headphones. You hear something from the virtual reality environment. Now you can move. And then the moving is, is with low latency. So really, the brain thinks, I am moving in the virtual reality environment. Mm-hmm. And now you see or you hear an explosion of a grenade, and then you feel it. Mm-hmm. This is much a lot of uh, signals for the brain to decouple. This is like, uh, do you know the goggles which uh, let you see the world upside down? Yeah, I've heard of those. And if you wear these glasses uh, without a break, the uh, brain is switching and you see it normal again. Yep. And then you put off these glasses and you see the world upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and now imagine your brain decouples from reality and really thinks you are in the game. And this is what we want to achieve, the immersion as, as much as possible. See, this is what is compelling about virtual reality because for the longest time, TVs have been trying to, you know, the TV has been trying to emulate what the movie theater does, you know, with that big movie theater experience, you know, that's why televisions are becoming bigger and bigger with better resolutions. So, but that's not what virtual reality is. If 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 the TV is trying to emulate the movie theater experience, virtual reality is trying to emulate uh, 
a whole different beast. And the thing that I'm trying that that I that I bring it closest uh, when I show the Voculus Rift to people, the most probably the most the common denominator is people get uh, they think about uh, Disneyland and they think about a Disneyland ride. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking to myself, okay. well, this is what. So what VR is going to become is everyone's going to have Disneyland rides in their house. And so, yeah, if, if the TV is trying to emulate the movie theater, the virtual reality technology is trying to emulate Disneyland. All of a sudden, everyone's going to have, again, you know, Disneyland rides in their house. And you, again, are, 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 are a huge part of that experience because, like you said before, the more senses are decoupled from actual reality the better experience the user, you know, potentially will have inside VR. And yeah, you're onto something with that vibration under your feet or that vibration feedback. That's, that would be, huh, I didn't even think about that. That's really cool, man. That, that, that's, uh, that's right. I mean, um, you have to imagine with the virtualizer, with a full functional VR system where the brain can decouple from reality, you have a portal at your home. You can visit places everywhere mm -hmm. uh, like imagine uh, in future uh, some cities will be uh, uh, available three-dimensional and now we, we can go together like uh, this meeting now we are talking together we could uh, be in a city or at a beach or somewhere else on the moon this is the great thing on VR there are no limits mm -hmm. uh, do you know Chris do you know the game uh, Mist? Mist. I've heard of it. I ha I do not. I haven't had the pleasure of playing it yet. You, you have to try it. Mist, it's yeah. an old game where you are playing uh, in a, a fantasy world and uh, solving puzzles. Mm -hmm. And now there is uh, a team working. That the same team is working on uh, abduction. It is like Mist, but you can walk really inside this environment. In Mist, there are more or less uh, pictures where you are moving through. Mm -hmm. And in abduction. You can move in this environment. And this is great because now you can enter the portal and enter the world of abduction and solve puzzles in there and be completely somewhere else at, uh, in the virtualizer. There, the fields of applications and the areas of applications are quite very, la uh, very large. I mean, you can think of applications for uh, psychological applications, for mm -hmm. example, or, uh, or architecture. Mm -hmm. You can go to any virtual world you can imagine. It's, you, you mentioned Disneyland, of course, Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But you can, uh, you can go to war too, or you can, go to, uh, you can use virtual reality to help people, for example, in case of anxiety management or uh, the, the uh, fields of... Uh, of um, you can use it for a lot of things. That's that's quite cool on virtual reality and on the virtualizer. So it seems to be a really limitless thing. Yes, I agree. I think that was exactly the, the next thing I was going to ask because, you know, this, this technology isn't, you know, the gaming aspect. And the thing about the gaming aspect is I'm glad the community is going after the gaming aspect specifically at first because I feel like uh, gaming is really hard really hard to get down right and so if you can do gaming later on you i'm sure you'll be able to do you know apps and services and you know more simple software so i think about the virtualizer and i'm like you know this could be amazing again for fitness for tourism for social media uh for you know medicine it's definitely definitely something I'm, i've been i've been keeping in mind and have you guys 
been outreach or are you planning on outreaching other entities outside of gaming to see if you can you know market the virtualizer to someone other markets other other audiences have you thought about that uh, uh, our main audience first of all is the gaming audience mm. but later on we want to expand to different fields of uh, different fields of fields of application uh, we already thought about that and we have some ideas with that let me ask about. Uh, we, we, get a, we get a lot of emails from yeah. different uh, institutes and from uh, different uh, arcades. So it would be interesting too to uh, put up VR arcades and uh, to send virtualizers to them so they can put up uh, VR arcades. That's cool too. Um, but yes, that's true. We want to expand the uh, uh, fields of applications like uh, in fields uh, in architecture or medicine, psychological things. Um, but for now, uh, the most important thing for us is the gaming market mm -hmm. because we, we are uh, gamers and we, we love to game. And like you said, it's hard. And if you can solve, uh, uh, if you can uh, uh, put a, um, a step into the gaming market, other markets will be uh, easier yeah, I, you know, I, you said virtual reality arcades, and all of a sudden I have this light bulb moment. I'm thinking like, whoa, you ha that you guys are gonna be all over the world, because not all, not everyone across the world will be able to afford a virtualizer. I mean, no matter how inexpensive it comes out to be, I, I, I posit my hypothesis is that you'll probably have. Uh, worldwide sales in Europe, North America, and you know other parts of East Asia, but developing countries, I mean arcades have yet to take off in developing countries and, and, and especially for the virtualizer, that would be an amazing thing. All of a sudden people in across Brazil or Chile or South Africa or uh, yeah, they you know there could be arcades dotted and it'll be a whole virtual reality experience. So I won't be surprised if I see a virtualizer somewhere in Nairobi, Kenya one day. That'd be awesome. That would be great. Uh, yeah, the arcades are... I, I realized for myself, I didn't uh, visit arcades for a long time because I, I think they, they're getting uh, older. Um, the most people are playing at home with their PCs and the internet. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're right. Maybe uh, there are people, they can't afford a virtualizer for their home. But they can visit the arcades in the city, uh, paying a, a little bit money for an hour or something, and have the same experience for, uh, in their lives. Yeah, I mean, how much, you know, how much, uh, how much would you pay for, a, you know, to experience a, a Disneyland ride equivalent of, you know, of an experience through VR? That's, that's, a, that's a very compelling question and a very... Hmm. Mm, that's a good question. How much would you pay? I, I don't know. I can maybe, I can tell a number now. Who knows? Yeah, right now but it's too I, early to tell, definitely. It doesn't have to be that high to... And uh, a lot of people can visit. Mhm. Mm yeah. For sure. So let me ask you about the Oculus because it's it's uh I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to CES. Have you seen the Crystal Cove version of the Oculus Rift? Yeah, you've seen it. What do you think? Um, uh, and how will you implement that with the virtualizer? Um, we are already thinking about solutions because we think uh. They have uh, a camera, so uh, yep. if you turn around 180 degrees, 
I, this will make maybe a problem. Do you know more information about this, about the 360 degrees uh, turning? I've seen I've seen a couple of threads on uh, on on Reddit about it. Um, if I can find it, I'll send it your way. Uh, but I I'm also very unclear on whether on how that camera will work in the uh, the 360 degree range. Um, because yeah, then we thought about solutions, maybe with three cameras in 120 degrees, or maybe attach a camera on the turnable uh, ring construction, mm -hmm. so that the camera is always in front of you. But um, the main uh, um, um, concentration we have now is without a camera, so the system without cameras, and uh, maybe uh, they will bring out the rift without a camera too, with uh, uh, national sensors. So, what do you think though would be the best solution though is is and and this is one of the things that's been uh, widely discussed on the internet about you know what would he, what would be the best solution for virtual reality uh full body head tracking or yeah full body tracking like you know right now Oculus is playing with cameras I don't think a lot of people are expecting that I I honestly have not much of an opinion because it's, it's, I mean everything is so early in um, mm -hmm. and, and the technology is yeah. so likely to change but what would you personally like what do you think would be the most uh, both cost effective most effective uh, technology to use to solve this problem it's, it's hard to tell now because mm -hmm. everything is uh, in development like you said but I think every system is great, and uh, I would be very interested in the system of, uh, yay, Prio VR. Mm. This would be really great to try out, and STEM looks like very promising, and optical systems are very precise. I know this from the laboratory in uh, Vienna, mm -hmm. but the problem in optical systems is that you need uh, the room, you need the places where you put the cameras on, and this is very hard for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, can't, don't know about yeah. yeah, who knows? And so, but you're anticipating that whatever Oculus Rift version comes out, the the virtualizer will definitely be a compatible experience with it, de definitely. I mean, that's that, that's a given. It's just, yeah, wondering about Thanks. that head tracking. Huh. And so what about developer support? When you guys, you know, yeah, when you guys are, are out there uh, and, you know, out in the market, are you guys planning on um, releasing an SDK so that developers can, can create stuff with your uh, hardware software or... What is your strategy absolutely, going forward? Absolutely, we are uh, already talking to some developers mm -hmm. uh, about the future uh, SDK of virtual of virtualizer nice. and about their API, and we want to offer our SDK to all the developers out there so they can uh, make their own demos and play with the virtualizer. Nice. And to your former questions about the compatibility compatibility to, to Oculus, of course we take care of it. Of that, and the virtualizer will definitely be compatible with the Oculus. Nice. No. So, of course, it will be. Very That's cool. That's very important for us because uh, 
you need, of course, some kind of head-mounted display. Mm -hmm. And we now have the Oculus because the Oculus is a great head-mounted display. It is the best I know from. Mm -hmm. And so, um, of course, we take care to, uh, to the compatibility. One more compatibility question. Uh, and this one is not necessarily with the Oculus, but compatibility with the human body. For example, how, uh, how compatible is... Is the virtualizer going to be with people who are really tall, people who are really short, people who are really, uh, so, or, yeah, or people who run really fast? Is that going to be a problem or something you're thinking uh, about? We, uh, so uh, I can tell you, I'm one meter and uh, 98, so that's close to two meter. I don't know if you know, uh, uh, in America, I know it is, I don't know what how much this is in feet, but... Um, You're pretty tall. Is, You're probably like 6'1". Of course, it is really tall, yeah. but I don't have any problem using the virtualizer. And it's the same with small persons. So if you are one, one meter 50 to one meter 60, you can use the virtualizer as well. And this is because of the height adjustable ring. Uh, and it's no problem if you're small or or very uh, or tall. It uh, works with uh, the, all the sizes humans have. Nice. Well, so we, are, we are concentrating to the to the the, uh, the sizes mm -hmm. of the mass. So if you are shorter than let's say one sixty, yeah, you can still use the virtualizer, but uh, it could be happen that you can't crouch so much. Okay. And if you are taller than two meters, uh, you can use the virtualizer without problems, but it could be that you can't jump so high. Mm. So these, these are the two uh, limits. But, but you can jump and you can crouch as, as well when you are two meters. So I can jump in the virtualizer. Uh, but of course, I can jump as high as anyone can do who is one meter sixty. Nice. I have a question. Um, if, I, if I, and for example, Holger... We, you and I, uh, we'll, we'll get on a virtualizer each. We're standing next to each other, and we start doing a foot race. Um, and it will will my character run faster than your character if I run faster in real world than you, or is is the virtualizer not picking up that information, uh, like actual speed information? How does that? How would that work? Um, it is. Uh this is something you can uh, calibrate. So you can calibrate that when uh, your, your uh, speed in reality mm -hmm. to speed in game. So you can choose if you want to run very fast in, in game or a little bit slower. But mm -hmm. of course you can uh, calibrate that your speed in reality is the speed in virtual reality. And if this is the case, then when you r uh, run faster than I run, you will be faster than me. I like that. I like that very much. That's really cool because that, that we, you know, and that's not just a random question. I think about that because the virtualizer could be used very easily as the uh, arbiter or the bringer of uh, virtual reality sports watching. And you know, what better way to show off what virtual reality can do by melding both the physicality of a sport and the technical and really cool aspects of virtual reality together in the virtualizer you know it just seems like you would be a perfect place to have you know you know minor yeah. minor league athletes doing doing really cool things <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Of course, that's true. And uh, I do think that it uh, is a really good uh, thing for people who are not the best sport fans, go, uh, but who are weird video gamers, and they just can use the virtualizer. And of course, they're making sport uh, sports while while playing while playing their favorite games. Mm -hmm. So it will, uh, of course, the. Uh, gamers in future will be much more sportive than they are now. I think. Yeah, I one day I uh, you know I'll probably be I'll probably be playing FIFA 20 or FIFA 18, and you know I'll be I'll be the goalkeeper, I'll be the goalie, and there will be people running around in their virtualizers everywhere, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be it'll be the World Cup, and I'm like, oh my god, how did I make it here? Is this a dream? Oh, I'm just in VR. <laughs> it's it'll be awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of fun and it's good for the health. And that's for us very important. Uh, the, the people who are going to uh, game a lot in, in VR are going to be very fit. I agree. I agree. You know why? Because I'm one of those people that, you know, there's a saying here in the US or in English. Uh, it's like, uh, I can have my cake and eat it too. Meaning, you know, uh, I don't know if you heard it, it meaning, uh, you know, I can have my cake and eat it, meaning I can do two things. I can have both. I can have it all. And mm -hmm. so for me, I, 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 I like fast cars, but I don't like pollution. So now I, I'm into formula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> it's true. I don't like pollution. So now I'm really into Formula E, which is Formula One cars, but on electric vehicles. And I, I, that's awesome. I have my cake and I'm eating it. With VR and the virtualizer, I want to be a gamer, but I don't want to be fat or obese. So <laughs> you know, now I can have my cake and eat it. This, this is what yeah. I'm trying to say. It's, yeah. it's, that's our nature. We have learned uh, in the physics study to solve problems. Mm. So what is the problem? And this has to be solved. And uh, that's why we are educated for it. And the problem is we want to walk around in the game. We want to get uh, fitter, but we want to have a lot of fun. <laughs> see, see, and that's the virtualizer. I wish I would have studied physics in college now because here you are solving, you know, making solutions. Instead, I went, in, I went into politics and now I make uh, problems so for you to solve. Uh, <laughs> So that's awesome. You know, I have this weird, you know, notion in the VR market that we have right now. There's this sort of bipolarity, you know, for every for every device, for every service, for every product, there's another device uh, in service and product or that is just as compelling. So, for example, you have the Oculus Rift and I would say to and I would argue to a lesser degree, you have the, the new Sony. You have the stem system and then you have pre vr you have enter vr and then you have the awesome ref vr podcast even even in the even in, in the podcast realm of virtual reality there's this bipolarity going on and so even for you guys there's the virtualizer and then there's the omni and so i want to know what people bring in you know when people mention the omni like where do you guys differentiate differentiate yourselves and you know how what makes you different uh, that's true. Uh, uh, virtual, virtual reality is very uh, in the tiny footsteps, mm -hmm. baby steps. So there will be uh, happen a lot. There will uh, come out a lot of systems. And the difference between our system and the army. Well, I can tell you well, what's the main difference is. The main difference is you can really crouch with our system because the ring construction is uh, up and down movable. Uh, but I think we have some different uh, 
uh, goals to reach with our company at Vertrix. Our main goal is the immersion. We want to trick the brain. Mm. And for us, the freedom of movements and the natural movements uh, are the most important thing. Yeah. Um, the freedom of movement is so important for a good immersion in virtual reality and so we take care of this most and this is why our device allows it to crouch, allows it to sit, allows it to jump, allows us uh, to walk backwards, allows us to cr uh, walk in a crouched position and all of these movements are uh, compatible with the virtualizer and the virtualizer is optimated for a very large amount of different movements and this is one of the strengths of our product very cool well yeah it's so so we so time will tell and we shall see uh uh, may, may both men win. Uh, I, because I think virtual reality is going to be such a huge industry that you know, no matter where you find yourselves, you'll probably find yourself somewhere nice if you're starting early and if you're putting something that is worthwhile for the community. And that is exactly what you guys are doing. Um, the most important thing is that you have fun what you're doing. <laughs> I, I agree, a hundred percent agree. And, it, and it's so great working on the virtualizer. You can't imagine. I, I can't sleep anymore. I'm just <laughs> working on it and playing some games with the virtualizer. I'm really jealous. And, <laughs> and what I also wanted to mention is uh, a big difference is uh, the noise. Because yeah. we use normal socks, uh, we don't have this uh, plastic on plastic uh, sound. Mm. And you don't need some special shoes. And some people told us, uh, yeah, I want to uh, use my shoes with the virtualizer. That's not a problem. So if you have uh, comfortable shoes where you go out for a walk or something, mm -hmm. you can put uh, uh, socks over the shoes and use the virtualizer. I, I like the idea of socks a lot, a lot better, uh, just because I'm one of those crazy people that are into uh, minimalist running, meaning running with as little shoe as possible. Uh, um, and so, and so uh, the human, yeah, and so the human foot, I mean, we, we've been designed for the longest time as these long distance runners, you know, that's how humans used to hunt in the, back in the day. And, you know, a, a gazelle could outrun you. But humans could run for miles and miles and miles, and once the gazelle got tired, we'd come in and whack, whack them. Now, you know, and so we've developed these feet for hundreds and hundreds of, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, and now we have these weird shoes, these weird contraptions that don't necessarily mold to our own biology very well. And I personally hate, you know, wearing weird shoes like not weird shoes but like leather <laughs> shoes like formal okay. shoes form i hate those i hate those like i if you if i could walk around society barefoot i would uh and i don't care what you think <laughs> i don't care what you think about my toes and so what i think about and so when i see the virtualizer i'm like you guys uh, again another benefit that you probably didn't think about is the fact that you're re teaching people how to walk properly with their real feet because they're using socks i mean they're not using these shoes that are weird I don't know. I just want—I just wanted to tell you that you are working on something cool, um, and 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 you have uh, probably—I don't know if you thought about that—the the bio the bio biomechanics of the human foot. <laughs> Absolutely, we, we thought about this. Uh, it's very interesting that you like to uh, uh, walk around barefoot. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but for us, for us, important is that the consumer, the people, are happy uh, with their own uh, system. So 
if they want to use it with socks, they can use it with socks. If they want to use it with shoes, they can use it with shoes. Yeah. Nice. And we want to stay universal, uh, applicationable, yeah. usable. Usable. And uh, if you have um, if you have a virtualizer at home, and I think you don't want just yourself going into the virtualizer. I think you will want to show it to your friends, to your family, and different kind of people. And so you have your shoes, but your pair of shoes has a, a has a size, and then it does not fit to everyone. But I think everyone has just socks, and so it is. We make the virtualizer easily accessible to everyone. Uh, and you can just show it to everyone. Everyone can reuse it nice. uh, without of the need of special shoes. Very cool. Uh, it, you know something that I that I that I know f must work is the fact that because you're walking inside VR, you get less nauseous. Uh, is that is that true? Well, because you know that right now, for example, if I play if I play Dreadhalls, it, you know it's a game where you're walking inside this tunnel sort of space. But yeah. Yeah. one of the reasons why people get uh, motion sickness is because there's this disconnect between the player who is walking and you who are sitting on your couch. With the virtualizer, is that being solved? Are you guys hinting? Is there a hint that that's being solved because you know you actually are moving? That, that, that's a good question. Uh, on uh, we were on a, on a convention. Uh, some people uh, tried our the virtualizer. Mm -hmm. And they told us they have the Oculus Rift at home, like you playing uh, with with uh, pushing buttons. Mm -hmm. And they told us they got uh, motion sickness. And after the demo in the virtualizer, they told us that there was no motion sickness, or the motion sickness more less than uh, play, uh, pushing a button. And this is absolutely logical because uh, if the input signals to the brain doesn't fit, so you see that you're walking, but you don't walk with your button. That makes it problem. It is for that. It is very important that your movements in real life and the movements in virtual reality are sticking together. And this is what we reach with the virtualizer and the virtualizer's tracking system. Mm. So when you start walking, the virtual character starts walking, and when you stop, it's, uh, it stops in the quite the same moment. You can you cannot see any uh, time difference, and this is very important for the motion sickness and. Uh, uh, to that, uh, there's one more thing that you can walk in analog speeds. And so, if you walk slowly in reality, you can walk slow in virtual reality. And uh, this speed a step can be stepless. And so, the immersion is very good, and the uh, motion sickness uh, is reduced dramatically. Very nice. So, I, I feel like we've talked a lot about the virtualizer and, 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 and VR and, and products and stuff. Let's talk a little bit about yourselves. Let's, 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 let's settle back and lay back and just chill and see uh, what are your motivations? Like, what do you guys, I mean, yeah, what, what keeps pushing you every day? Like, what makes you want to keep doing this? Uh, I, I love the game, uh, as I already told you. Mm -hmm. I played everything like. I played a lot of strategy games too, like Minecraft 1, Warcraft 1, and the motivation for me is because reality is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just uh, want to be inside the games because it makes a lot of fun uh, to, to play like Battlefield uh, in real. You can't do this in real because how can you be in a, in a battle? I mean... It's not possible. Uh, instead, you go to the army. <laughs> or, 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 I mean, yeah, and that's my motivation. Uh, the fun factor. Yeah. 
for me, it is. I think virtual reality is just a great thing, and I really like this technology. I really love that that technology, and I think it's it's great to be part of uh, something new, which which we make. We we really do something new. We do something impressive, and everyone likes it. And I, I, it's the same with me too. It's so much fun. It's just, it's just the immersion of virtual reality you get in the virtualizer, and this is what keeps you working all time long. Because you th you you if you are tired of working, you just step in the virtualizer, and you know that and that this is why you do it. And you really and uh, it is for virtual reality. It's for immersion, and it's for uh, a different world in which you have a lot of opportunities and uh, limitless uh, worlds to enter and to you can see. I want to ask you about, you know, I think um, virtual reality has been uh, an important factor in the reason why it's it's successful. It's be, it's becoming successful right now. Like it's it's been on a, it's been in our movies. It's been in our books. Um, and unfortunately, I only know so much about what the North American culture is like. Um, in terms of virtual reality, what about Europeans? Like, what is, you know, how is virtual reality in your culture? Like, f for example, for me, I know that uh, probably the biggest influencer of, of this whole simulation and virtual reality and computer worlds was the Matrix movies and the first Matrix. I mean, those movies influenced me greatly and I still carry them with me, like, think, you know, when I think about virtual reality. Um, so... But what about on your side? Like, you know, what's the cultural sort of outlook looking like? And, you know, and what was your experience growing up? Well, uh, I know virtual reality. I, I um, was contacted with virtual reality uh, with the movie uh, Law Mover Man. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that's true, Matrix uh, uh, has uh, changed a lot of things in my life. <laughs> it was a really great movie. And from, but for me, the, the, um, uh, the thing was a gaming. gaming not, not the movies, it was more the gaming fact. Mm -hmm. I played a lot of games, and I, I played in LAN parties, in, in the internet, multiplayer. And I was, also in, I was already so much into the games, uh, that I really wanted to step into my uh, my uh, display, and uh, uh, one day uh, there happened uh, a strange thing. I, I played a lot of games, and I played uh, very uh, long at the day, and there the happened a strange thing. I was standing up and wanted to go out of my room, and I was uh, standing in front of my door and was thinking about which button do I have to push, uh, push that <laughs> the door is opening? <laughs> so, and then I thought, what the fuck is going on? I have to open the door in reality. <laughs> that was a very funny uh, experience I had. I just thought, oh, ooh, okay, am I playing too much? Or <laughs> nice. uh, That was great. Well, uh, it, it's a, it's a factor uh, of the games uh, for me. It, it wasn't uh, uh, in the, from from the movies. It was uh, like a more of the games uh, that I had contact with uh, virtual reality. Uh, yeah, 
for me it's quite the same. I had more contact with virtual reality in games and a lot of games I played. And it, it is just a thing, it's just playing a first-person shooter and it is really something different to be inside this game or to sitting in front of the screen. And of course it is fun to sit in front of the screen, but to be inside is, is something really different and it is just, uh, it is just you can, um, you can, you can see so many things. You can you can really step into virtual reality, and uh, that's what I really liked. And the the thought of just uh, doing uh, putting my feet in virtual reality is uh, why I really stand behind the technology of virtual reality, and I really like it. And to the culture point, I think that the European culture and virtual reality is very much influenced by the North American ones. So uh, the films you mentioned, The Lawnmower Man or Matrix, uh, are famous in Europe too. And uh, I, th I think that there is not too much difference in the culture of virtual reality. Nice. You know, it's funny you mentioned about the games. I, I didn't think... The reason why video games didn't influence my thinking about virtual reality was because I didn't think this would happen so fast. I honestly thought that virtual reality, we would see the rights of virtual reality by like 2025 or 2020. I didn't think that, you know, I would put on the Oculus Rift back in 2012, 2013 and realize, oh, holy moly, it's here. Um, you know, because... Yeah, back when I was playing video games, you know, early on, like Unreal Tournament, back when I was 14 years old, like, I wasn't really thinking about, oh my god, I want to be inside. I was cybersexing with girls on Unreal Tournament. I don't even know if there were girls, but <laughs> I was 14, who, who knows, who cares? Oh man, Unreal Tournament. Uh, <laughs> the ba it was, it was my date, Unreal Tournament was, when I was 14, was my dating site. It was like my, uh... E-Harmony. Really? <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. My name, my first girlfriend ever was, her name was Donna, and she was from San Diego. At least that's what, that's what he told me. Um, and uh, <laughs> because I don't know anymore. I, I never met her. I was I was just playing video games. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, I, I wish I had thought more about virtual reality rather than trying to bone uh, San Diego fake 14-year-olds, you know, when I was 14. So... That's crazy. That's I, awesome, I, though. I, that's really that's really crazy. Yeah, a lot of people are, are changing their identities in the internet. I don't know why they are doing this. Maybe it's fun for them, but it's, this is possible. It's too. hilarious. Maybe uh, in, in VR, maybe you can walk around as a total different person, like in the movie Surrogates with Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but what I uh, wanted to tell you about Unreal Tournament, I have a funny story uh, about Unreal Tournament. Um, I played it, it was, I think, the version 2000, Unreal Tournament 2000. Nice. And I played it and had an accident on my uh, right hand where I aimed with the mouse. <laughs> I'm and already laughing. I, had a, I, had a, I, I think it was in English Gips too. The gips, what you have after you broke your arm. Oh my god. And then uh, on my right arm, right hand, I, I had only three fingers, no, four fingers. So I could uh, uh, steer, walk around with the uh, arrow, arrow keys on the keyboard and use my thumb for jumping with the right hand. So I had to play with the left hand mouse with, with the gips on my right hand. Wow. I played. And I, I finished the game in Godlike. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Whoa. 
did you do that? That was so, uh, that was so cool. I, I, I played uh, so long until I did that. <laughs> That's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, there's going back to the whole thing about people, um, it, it, I... Uh, it, you know, becoming someone else. I think that's a really, really interesting psychological aspect of the internet, where where people can be someone else, and virtual reality does not um, escape that. You know, that notion, that paradigm at all. You know, all of a sudden, people will have the ability to be really, really see the world through through someone else. And I wonder, I wonder whether there's psychological research that will, you know, will show what will be the impact of that, you know, because it's one thing to see the world through a, you know, through a computer screen, uh, but it's another thing all entirely when you all have this perspective of someone else's eyes, and in your, that's an interesting, uh, you know, what will what will it do to people's identities? I don't know, but that's an interesting question. Absolutely, I'm very excited about this event. Uh, uh, to be honest, yeah. and this is going to be very interesting. What uh, humanity and all the social uh, places will, what will happen in, the, in there mm-hmm. when uh, people can walk around as total different identities in in virtual reality. Yeah, I mean you can do this in, in reality too uh, if you have some. If you change your clothes, or I don't know, make an operation. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it's uh, easier for the people who want to do this. Yeah. To do this in virtual reality without any uh, costs or something. I don't know. Um, it's, it's very interesting. This. It truly cool. is. Uh, and you know, it bring it reminds me of a weird of a weird story. This whole issue of identity. Of when I was sixteen, I had a I had this job, and my supervisors. Uh, we had we had an amazing relationship, amazing relationship, the great mentors. Um, but when I was sixteen, I was going to high school, and I remember there was this one point at which there was this girl messaging me on my AOL. I remember the AIM, instant messenger. And she was, it was this girl who was telling me, hey, I'm your secret admirer. And for weeks, for like three weeks, I remember looking at in my, my classroom, like, where is she? Where is she? Who is this girl? You know, because she's like, yeah, I'm part of the... Oh, bad, bad. Ex- was ex- it, it turned out it was my supervisors. It was my boss. Like, they, they were like... And here's the thing they were plotting. They were plotting on having me come over to the parking lot the school parking lot one day with a rose and a suit and a note for the girl that I was supposedly meeting from the from my secret admirer and they were going to come in in their cars into the parking lot and water gun and throw eggs and throw flour at me but I, yeah that, that was that was the plan but one day before I was buying the flowers for the girl, and I was buying them in front in front of my boss. And my boss was like, "No, Chris, I'm sorry. We're plotting on you. Don't buy those flowers. I can't go. I can't." He's like, "He was like, I can't go on with this plan. It's too diabolical." I remember thinking about like, the, I cannot, I cannot trust the internet. Not anymore. Not after this. For three weeks, three weeks, I was looking for this fake girl. Yeah, <laughs> This was a, this was a real diabolical plan. Right? It was. Yeah. But, but 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 I've recognized that there is a lot of research and uh, psychological research on uh, virtual reality for now. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that there is a lot of scientific work with it right now and this time because of the rise of virtual reality and so on. Yeah. So just before I got an email from uh, a, a assistant professor from Department of Psychology of. Uh, 
uh, University of California in Los Angeles, and we are, have some talks to professors uh, of psychology in Vienna and, and different institutes who are working with Oculus Rift, who are interested in using the virtualizer and uh, who are working with them in, in a scientific, uh, in a scientific uh, way. So they are just uh, uh, want to use it for learning, they want to use virtual reality for, uh, for anxiety management mm -hmm. or different things. Yeah, definitely. I think I think when you when when you think about the positives and the scientific benefits that virtual reality could bring, just a whole a whole just across a whole range of industries and sectors. For example, yeah, so so definitely anxiety management, uh, post traumatic stress disorder treatment, and and you know teaching education will be huge, huge. I you know I fantasize and dream about the day when school teachers will be able to tell their fourth grade students like hey let's go visit the solar system and they'll boot up you know Titans of Space 2.0 and it's gonna be bam right there the solar system in yeah. the universe at the at the palm of your hand and you don't and here's the cool thing about virtual reality all the imagining the imagination is done for you so that when you're in there when you're there and you're like oh I don't have to imagine these things that's why I feel like uh, really uh abstract sort of subjects like high level physics or or you know or calculus i i wonder if someday someone will be able to nail down a proper way to teach the those sorts of subjects in virtual reality because when i was learning in high school like books were not enough i could i just couldn't visualize i couldn't literally visualize yeah. what it was actually happening the processes that are happening throughout the universe if i can't visualize them and how they interact and 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 how it goes from small to large and how that large aspect affects me i i, I couldn't and i and, and so for that reason you will have you know you are having this generation of people my generation of people who are coming out of high schools that you know disillusion with science and i think that vr and and the virtual the technology such as the virtualizer will bring about a whole new way of thinking about you know reality imagine using virtual reality to enhance our, our way to look at our own reality that that's really the prospect of vr yeah, yeah. absolutely um absolutely you can uh, enhance the education so that the like you said the people the, the students can visualize the uh, the objects of what they are learning now but i think uh, important too is the motivation if the students uh, can see what they are really doing and learning they, they will be much more motivated if you, if you see the solar system you can remind it you can learn it better mm -hmm. yeah. the motivation is a, is a big factor i think yeah, I think yeah, there is definitely that motivation. But now it it it's it'll be even easier to teach because now I don't have to compete for your attention with your phone or your friend. You are inside my world, my friend, and I will take you on this journey. <laughs> so there's no escaping. You're gonna have to pay attention one way or the other. I mean, for as scary as that sounds, but you can always take off the headset, obviously. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Huh. What? Go ahead. Sorry. No, oh, yeah. No I, was, no I, I, I was also thinking about the impact to the environment. And this this is... Now, you, you're going to have to indulge me and follow me down the rabbit hole for a bit. Because I think that VR is a really, really 
potentially really good uh, green technology. Because imagine a world where people won't have to go to work every single day and get in their car or get on the subway and ride and commute for hours, you know, that accumulate over a week. Instead, they could be using those times, at, you know, to to commute from to work through VR. I, I, I think that's a possibility as well. It's just what will it take, do you guys think, for virtual reality to become mainstream? Do you think it's just a matter of time? Do you think it's a set of conditions or a set of people? What do you guys think? It's just a matter of time. I mean, you you can look at all these um, uh, projects which uh, are starting now, and they're all great projects. Everything is working good. And the only thing is now time. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be optimized. Everything has to be finished. And I think in about three years, maybe, this could be absolutely uh, in, in, in the real world happening. Yeah, that's what that's what I think uh, think too. I think that now the breakthrough of virtual uh, that breakthrough of virtual reality is happening uh, exactly now at that time and not somewhere. I think the time is good for the breakthrough for virtual reality and it will happen. Yeah, I I think it's uh it's very exciting times definitely, and I I am thankful that you have given me some of your time to to talk about you know a, a piece of this moment in history. So Holger and, and, and Tong Chai, it was a it was an, an awesome pleasure talking to you guys. Um, how can the community and how can my listeners uh, uh, stay in, tu in tune with what you're up to? Um, um, they can visit our homepage uh, www .com, and we are going to uh, update uh, our homepage and keep the uh, keep the people updated with our news. We are working hard to make this true, to make the virtualizer true, but we need the support of the people. We need them. They have to uh, support us too. We can't do this alone. And we are doing this for them, not, not for us. We are doing this for the community. And uh, we, uh, keep the, we are looking to keep them updated, absolutely. And you can always have a look on Facebook, Twitter, our YouTube channel. Everything is called Cyberith. Uh, C Y B E R I T H, and uh, just visit. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter. You can visit on our Facebook or YouTube, and we'll keep everybody updated. Very very cool. So Cybereth, I will have the links up to your uh, different sites and, and social media outlets uh, on my website and trivia.net. Uh, again, gentlemen, you guys have been amazing. Scholars and gentlemen of virtual reality, thank you so much for your time. It's it's been a, an awesome thank, pleasure. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, and we are working on it to get our English better. <laughs> it was, dude. You guys had immaculate English. Thank you again. It was awesome. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Awesome. It was a, it was a great meeting. <laughs>